Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Ladies and gentlemen, high speed today, September 5th, got Kirk Elliott, uh, just burned up his ears for the last 20 minutes. Why tactical civics explosion is marching all across the country. Watch watch the name Derek Greco, San Diego County, took on the board of supervisors down there, those scumbags. Uh, shit's happening everywhere. The Constitutional County Grand Jury, Washington, Jefferson, and Madison put in place so you, we, the people, maintain control and the power over the scumbags. Uh, they erased it. We're bringing it back, Patriot Street Fighter style. Dr. Kirk, now Elliot, he knows fully what tactical civics is because he got the wind tunnel too. Now we got that out of the way. Let's find out what's going on in the economy. Social unrest is coming. Just learn shit today where the governor supposedly signed into law. Law enforcement can no longer go in schools to go after assailants, shooters, and teachers in, in Minnesota are no longer to intervene when somebody's getting a shit beat out of by three or four people. They are going for a full social destruction of this nation uh, so they can finally put us on our knees and then basically handcuff us. Um, what's that going to lead to, Dr. Kirk? Well, I mean, I did get the wind tunnel. Um, seriously. <laughs> it's like, so we we have a show to record here and we're having a show off the show, right? It's I'm like, like fork the show. You need to that's right. It's got, it's got stuff to say, but but actually, I'm so glad that we did because it ties into everything that we're talking about economically, right? So if you look throughout history, brother, and I know you're a big history buff, just like I am, so what always follows economic chaos, social decay, social chaos, it always follows it, right? So, so what we're seeing right now economically is uh, it's, it's bad, right? So but here's where the what we're seeing actually today as we record this is is basically the foreshadowing of I think the worst economic global collapse that that we're ever seeing. How do I know? So it all ties to the bond market. Like it's math. Everything ties back to the bond market. Always has, always will. And people say, Kurt, giving way too much credence to the bond market. It's like, no, what are bonds? Sovereign debt treasuries their bonds right they just happen to be big government bonds that are that are issued by governments not just corporate bonds or municipal bonds or things like that so so when we look at um the the lies and misinformation coming out of like the fed so so the atlanta fed tracks gross domestic product that the basically they track the fed gdp now estimates which are what, 5.9% GDP growth for the third quarter. Well, that may not be a fabrication of unreality, right? But they're they're reading it all wrong. So I'm not saying that economists at the Fed are stupid. I'm just telling us that they're, they're telling us the wrong thing um, on purpose, right? Because it, so here's where, what is gross domestic product? GDP is the measure of everything that we buy, you know, in, in our country that's produced in our country. So therefore, if it's everything that we're buying, it's a it's a reflection of retail prices that we're spending money on produced in our country. Therefore, 
GDP numbers should track inflation numbers. So if they don't, it's signs of a huge problem. So we all know, because we've talked about it for over a year on this program, that, that inflation numbers are fabricated, they're manipulated, they're understated for political reasons, and our wallets will tell us the truth. Inflation is not like 4.2 dumb percent like they say it is, right? So unofficially, inflation is hovering more in the 15 to 20 percent range ever since 96 when Clinton changed the way that we measure. So when, when GDP numbers that just came out from the Atlanta Fed um, over the weekend show 5.9 percent, they should be 15 to 20 percent GDP growth. If it's if it's basically just a reflection of what we're spending retail prices on. And if it's not that, then you know that, holy cow, what's the alternative? Uh, the alternative reality is that the economy is shrinking by a lot. If GDP, the number that we're spending, isn't keeping up with inflation, then the economy is shrinking. So, so here's where this starts to get a little bit squirrely. Because why is GDP actually even growing? It's a function of inflation. What did, where do you get inflation from? Printing money like there's no tomorrow. It's debt-based, though. So here's the thing. Growing GDP can be a function of us spending money and actually growing the GDP. Or it could simply be a function of what we're seeing right now, GDP not keeping up with inflation because we're not spending as much. So the only GDP growth that we're seeing is a function of rising prices, which is debt-driven growth. That's not growth. <laughs> That's a slow death trap is what that is. So so really, for years, um, I've, I've made the point to everybody that's watching. It, it's the answer always lies in the math and the answer lies in history. And, and what is that? The bond market. I think the bond market gives us the clue to everything coming forward. Why? Why do I say that? Because it, it's just the thing. It reflects debt forces. And it's the most cancerous of all market killers once once bond market metastasizes because it's basically increasing interest rates do what they lower the price of bonds and so we're seeing this rising rate in in interest rates right so but here's the squirrely thing what bonds are we seeing rising interest rates on corporate bonds muni bonds but we're also seeing it on the on the treasury bonds from uh, from every country right across the board this is where it gets dangerous. So let me put it into like layman's terms, why this is so important. So the U.S. Treasury has always been like the bellwether bond of all bonds around the world because it's the United States and we, we have a vibrant economy and we're growing people spending money. And hey, if we're ever about to default on a bond, don't worry. You've got Congress that's actually going to raise the debt ceiling and we'll print our way out of it. So therefore, U.S. Treasury should never default, right? So therefore... If it's considered a risk-free asset, which is technically how advisors look at bonds, which is stupid, nothing's risk-free, but they say that's a risk-free asset. So therefore, you're going to have the lowest interest rate. You don't have to actually entice people with higher interest rates to take on high risk because it's considered risk-free, right? So, so what happens then? What's the opposite of that? Like a junk bond. Right. So a junk bond has high interest rates. It's like, hey, investor, client, 
uh, I've got a deal for you. This company might go out of business six to nine months from now, but they're paying really high yields. If you need some income, they're paying 15 to 18%, right? So what are they doing? They're enticing people with a higher yield and interest rate to bring on higher risk. So here's the problem. U.S. Treasury should not be having rising interest rates like what we're seeing, right? Because so this is this is the kind of canary in the coal mine. It's like there is a warning sign here when treasuries across the globe have rising interest rates. What does that mean? It's not a safe investment anymore. You have to entice people with higher interest rates. So here's where governments, the Biden administration, other administrations, the Federal Reserve, thinks that debt-based growth is growth. Well, it's not growth. That's not growth at all. That's an oxymoron. Well, who's the only one that would actually believe that oxymoron statement? Morons, right? They're the ones that are actually producing this, this fabrication of a lie that debt-based growth is growth. It's not. That's like, like believing what politicians in D.C. think that the only way to get out of debt is to produce more debt. Okay, that's moronic. That's oxymoronic. But yet these morons believe that, which is why we have $32 trillion of the debt. So this is like a tale of the drunk and the stupid. Okay, so so let me let me kind of explain it in, in a way that anybody who has college kids is going to understand this story. So let's just say you're a frat boy and you're going to college and you're in this fraternity and you've got all these other frat boy friends and their rich parents that are just giving them a credit card. Right. So so what happens when these frat boys get daddy's credit card? What's the first thing they buy in the frat house? They install a bar and then in the bar, they're going to put all the top shelf liquor that you can get. And then you can't just have that. They're going to install a big screen TV and a party couch, right? So so this is what they're using daddy's credit card on, which what's going to be the end result? Their grades go from an A to a B to a C to failing because they're spending all daddy's money on these things that are completely useless because it's not their money, right? So then what happens? Dad says, look, son, <laughs> I've been, I gave you a credit card. We got you into school. We're paying a hefty price for this stupid college tuition. And you're blowing it on the bar and the big screen TV and the party and the girls and the liquor and everything else, right? So no more credit card for you. Mm. And every frat dad of the frat boys in the frat house is going to do the same thing eventually. It's like, we're cutting you off, son. We're cutting you off, right? So so imagine D.C. is the frat boy, right? Washington, D.C. is the frat boy. And they're spending all this money on all these things and stimulus money and entitlements and things that we shouldn't be spending money on. And we've hit the point where we, we're hit critical mass, right? And that's going to dry up because D.C. is the modern day version of the story that I just told you. It's the government version of the frat boy, right? Yeah. Using other people's money to squander it and waste it, right? So, so now we've got this point where this is how the rest of the world sees the U.S. dollar, that they're actually printing all this money, and now they have to raise rates to try to entice people to go into our currency. It's no longer the safe haven investment that it used to be. So when you've got growing GDP, inflation, and 
higher yields on what should be the safest asset in the world, a treasury from the United States of America, that's going up, it's lights out. So so stimulus money always works in the short term, right? You print trillions of dollars, you inject it into the system, goes into the stock market, boosts prices up, or you buy, you know, you build bridges or whatever with it, right? So so in the short term, it works. But medium and long run, ultimately, daddy's credit card goes away mm-hmm. when you're building stuff that does need to be built, right? And it's just waste. So this is where we are as an economy. So what's that unraveling look like? Running out of money, inflationary pressures, higher debt, higher interest rates, economic upheaval. Like what you started the show with, what always, always, always throughout the history of time follows economic upheaval? Social unrest, right? So so you look at Venezuela, you look at Argentina, riots, protests, looting, when they run out of money. Look what happened in France a few months ago, right? When France decided in a socialist country, we're going to raise the, the retirement age and all these socialist people in the socialist country say, what? I've given you excess money and all these taxes to take care of me during retirement because we're a socialist country. And now you say, I can't retire. What gives? So they have all this, this, you know, riots and looting and thousands of people a weekend being arrested and no disrespect to old people, right? But old people, 70, 80 years old in the streets saying, we want our retirement and the cops knocking them down, right? It's like, what? Is this truly necessary, right? I mean, but this is what happens after economic fallout, you have social unrest. We're going to see the same thing here. Right. We, we, we've already started seeing it. So I just read an article this morning, actually, before we recorded this show, um, Washington, D.C. Uh, so there's unprecedented levels of theft in the nation's capital in grocery stores. So giant. Let's see what it's called. Giant Foods. That's like a big grocery store, kind of like Safeway or Albertsons or Kroger or whatever. Right. So. They're taking all the brand name stuff off the shelves. They have pictures of it. And it's like after a hurricane or right before a hurricane, right? When everyone's gobbling everything, getting out of Dodge, right? The shelves are empty. It's not empty because people are buying. It's empty because people are stealing everything. They're taking the brand names off the shelves, replacing it with the generic store brands, hoping that this will help them stay in business, right? So what happens during times of economic catastrophe? People can't afford to feed their babies. They resort to stealing. And all of a sudden, something that's completely immoral, theft, becomes a higher orders way of thinking than not feeding your kids, right? So all of a sudden, something immoral becomes moral because it's a higher order than having your family starve, right? So this is where we start to see society unravel. But it gets weirder than that, brother, because... I don't think, I think the social unrest that we're seeing, you had mentioned cops not being able to go into schools anymore if somebody's getting the tar beat out of them. What did, what did the, the news that just came out, the Democrats are pushing for when you've got, um, let's see, uh, Adam Schiff in California. You're, you, you corrected my state on it. I thought it was New York. It's California, of course. Um, but you've got, him basically now spouting off about the the basically the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment <clears throat> enacted in the wake of the Civil War 
bars a citizen from holding office if they've engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or given aid or comfort to enemies thereof. So what is what is Adam Schiff saying that the 14th Amendment case against Trump is a valued argument for? Because he says the law doesn't require that you be convicted of insurrection. It just requires that you have engaged in these acts. So this is going to the Supreme Court. So imagine if the Supreme Court decides just the the act of potentially, in our view, aiding an insurrection, which is all a bunch of bogus crap to begin with, right? But imagine where you've got the massive front runner on the GOP saying, we're not going to allow you to be on the ballots in certain states. What is that going to do to social order in this country? I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be a prophet. I'm just saying, when, when you've got the front runner um, that's basically going to the Supreme Court to say if they can even be on the ballot, social unrest. When you've got people that can't afford to feed their babies, they're going to steal things, social unrest. You've got other countries, which is going to happen here. Austerity measures aren't relegated to just France only. When the government runs out of money, Social Security Trust Fund dries up. They're going to start raising the retirement age. They're going to start reducing your benefits. Those are austerity measures. Social unrest, right? Social upheaval always follows economic catastrophe. That's where we're headed. So I think it gets really bleak and dark, actually, before it gets better. I mean, because economic catastrophe, social catastrophe, people kind of like a heroin addict, right? That that basically says, I don't need help. I don't need help. Don't help me. Right. Then one night they're lying in the in the gutter, totally stoned out of their mind. And I see it in here in downtown Denver all the time. I work with a lot of homeless. I work with people coming out of incarceration, right? Until they realize they're going to die until they reach out for help, they don't ask for help. Right. So I think America is going to get to that point where it's like, we actually need help, but it gets really dark before it gets to that point. But here's where there's so much light at the end of this tunnel. It's going to be amazing. Financially, you allocate into silver, you allocate into gold, you take advantage of these trends because they thrive during times like this. Get out of bonds like what we're talking about. But do stuff like, Scott, you were talking about to me off the air. You've got different things and groups that you're organized with that can actually help bring order in a world where it seems like there is no order and it's all constitutional stuff, right? So, so there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but I think it gets dark before it gets there. Financially, I think things kind of fall apart economically. Well, I'll tell you what, your timing was impeccable because I know you got to be on, uh, on the, another show probably. And you got like less than three minutes. So, you know, putting that out there three minutes ago means I don't have time for the full blown wind tunnel on tactical civics. <laughs> which you, you'd have to hear again. Anyway, <laughs> it's right, folks. Uh, I, you know, I, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by this, the new movement we've dumped fuel on, but I'm also, um, I didn't see it this way, as you mentioned, Kirk, when there is social unrest, yeah, it's going to take forces of we, the people outside of the normal corporate machinations they put together for, it because they're obviously those people that are good inside those, those corporations masquerading as governments aren't even allowed to do their job anymore. They're told from the top, you know, uh, in, in, in Minnesota, that is cops. I, I can't validate this yet. It was just came to me today. I told the person to validate it first, but, um, 
they can't go into schools. Cops can't go into schools and do anything about people, you know, fighting or beating other people up or assaulting teachers. And uh, teachers are not even allowed to intervene if a bunch of students like jump on some kids and start beating the heck out of them. Uh, and they're told to stand down. It's, it's craziness. This is orchestrated, obviously. So it, again, like you said, in the in the chaos world, uh, you got to protect yourself. And I said before, uh, asset or capital preservation is critical. Um, uh, on that side, there's things that, that I've done. I've just, any money that I could move out of the bank and, and get into silver, I do, because silver, as Dr. Kirk has taught me, is the best play. I heard that recently, too. Somebody else said, if they're talking about gold, don't listen to them. It's another very educated person said, silver is where it is going to be. And, uh, and, and of course, you know, Dr. Kirk is the expert on that. Been doing it for dec- nearly 30, 28 years now. Um, and you guys are in massive expansion phase. You have been for three years because you've seen this mass of people. They're starting to think it through and realize they are printing money. And the only way to protect yours is to get it out of these, whatever it's in. And again, I'm Dr. Kirk will back me up on this. I'm only relaying the information I've learned, stocks, bonds, um, um, 401ks, IRAs, all these things are all based on a dollar, based on the stock market. These things crash, either one or both. You better have your money somewhere else because you've seen in 2008 that crash happened. People had to, they couldn't retire. It's all over for them. So you can just make a phone call if you like. You can see it going across the bottom here. Call Dr. Kirk Kelly at 720-605-3900. It's all in the description, psfsilvergold.com, psfsilvergold.com. Do a little research. Put information in there if you like. They'll reach out to you because it'll go to them. Patient because they always get avalanched after we do shows. But it is good to at least get an education. If it doesn't work for you, your gut tells you that otherwise, don't make the move. <laughs> but uh, at least have some information to make a good decision. Dr. Kirk Elliott, always great to see you here, buddy. And uh, I guess we'll be circling back around to see what happens in the next seven days. So we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. We'll see ya. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is another economic update. Patriot Street Fighter and Dr. Kirk Elliott out. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.